the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, it is Monday. It wasn't much of a weekend. It's uh, Monday, July 12th. My goodness, this weather, it's not your imagination, folks. It's brutal. And there was, uh, if you missed it, it was a mother murder in Providence last night. We were on the scene. You can uh, see the live stream on the website, depetro.com. No eyes. D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. It would seem that there is a, um, that the gang war is heating up again in Providence. 20-year-old Hispanic male, possibly gang-related, shot and killed last night. Very odd. I was uh, in South Providence right along it's called Saratoga Street. I wouldn't expect you to know what that is. It's, he lives on Public Street. It's kind of a well-known, but that's really right in the heart of South Providence. You have uh, Prairie Avenue, you have Broad Street, and then there's a street called Baxter Street. So it happened right over there. Broad daylight, by the way. 6.30, 7 o'clock last night after what was a terrible weekend just because of the amount of shootings. But folks, Providence police were on the scene, and I also want to commend Providence police were phenomenal with the Amber Alert situation and it was a great photo taken on on saturday night and first of all what, what kind of idiot leaves their car running some father left his car running and then ran in with the infant in the car i mean terrible in pawtucket so someone sees a car running and then just jumps into it not even realizing there's a seventh month old infant right there in the back seat this really could have had tragic consequences but the police were the ones that then uh, chased you know chased it down and got it and there was a nice interview i'll play a little snippet of it on nbc 10 but there was a nice photo of uh, the officer four white police officers holding a little african-american infant that they rescued after the amber alert because they had stolen the car by the way these people didn't say a word for two and a half hours so here we go let's hear this officer being called a hero <clears throat> after he found that little baby who was a subject of an amber alert last night investigators say that child had been left alone in the back seat of a running car that was then stolen the officer ultimately finding that infant and reuniting him with his family the night team's tyler dumont is back with that story i got the uh, alert to my phone just like everybody else did i didn't know much in regards to when it was what the specifics were. Officer Dave Impagliazzo says he wasn't even on duty yet when the Amber Alert went out, but when a tip came in that the stolen car with a baby in the back seat had been spotted in his precinct, he immediately went out to look, driving by this apartment complex on Nelly Street when something suddenly caught his eye. So I was like, yeah, well, just, just to rule it out, I'll, I'll pull down the parking lot just to make sure, and there it was. What are the odds? The, the biggest fear was, please let that baby still be there. Not knowing if the suspect was still in there too, and Pagliazzo says he cautiously approached the car, finding only the infant still in the back seat. He looked a little scared. Um, a little tired i don't know if he'd been crying before it was a little worn out it was running um it was unlocked the ac was on so whoever stole the car was at least considerate enough to leave the baby with the ac going it seems so simple for something so uh traumatic but what may have seemed simple in the moment to impagliazzo is now being called an act of heroism by others the officer a dad himself now being praised for his awareness and his quick thinking ultimately reuniting the seven-month-old boy with his family it doesn't even matter what kind of a call it is if it's if it's got to do with kids it kind of takes it to a whole different level i did what anybody else would have done that's on the job you know it's just uh, we're just doing our jobs that's it tyler dumont nbc 10 news 19. 
You know, that is, it's more than that, though. It is tremendous. And there should be a penalty for the father that just left the car running. But the if you go with the timeline, the timeline of when the car was stolen to when they, they finally called police and got the Amber Alert, it was like two and a half hours. So, like, what are we talking about? Baby driven away. You know, let me play this. Baby driven away in stolen car reunited with family. Again, we'll go to uh, NBC10 just because I saw Tyler last night out at the scene. He's a nice guy. And he did a great job at the, uh, he was at the scene of the Amber Alert that went out. That was uh, late Saturday afternoon, early Saturday evening when this happened. But uh, they, these people, like, what, what are you doing? Here we go. Is reunited with an infant in Pawtucket after a car is reportedly <clears throat> stolen with the baby inside. This sparked a statewide Amber Alert. You probably heard about it last night. NBC 10's Tyler Dumont breaks down those terrifying moments as the search for the suspect continues. A seven-month-old boy back in the arms of loved ones after a terrifying ride in the back seat of a car that police say was stolen. I had just taken my trash out. I might have walked by the car. And not knowing, because there was nobody here. A statewide Amber Alert was issued for the child just before 7 Saturday night. It came after police were called to the shopping plaza in Pawtucket and learned the child had allegedly been left inside this gray Toyota sedan along with the keys. A photo of the suspected driver wearing a hoodie with ripped jeans and a mask blasted out with the Amber Alert. Less than an hour after it went out, the car was found at this apartment complex on Nelly Street in Providence, just a half mile away from where it was taken with the baby still inside. I was going to the sink and I looked out the window and I seen a police officer. He, he was the only guy on the scene and he opened the back seat. He knelt down, he waved, and I went... Oh, boy, I told my brother right then, that must be that Amber Alert car. I asked someone, and they said, did you get the Amber Alert? Yes, I did. What do you know? They ended up here. The infant was identified in the Amber Alert as Nayel Adesuyi. The officers who found him said he did not appear to be injured. Oh, I'm so happy it came out well. I've seen too many that don't come out well. I'm just <laughs> glad that kid's safe. Pawtucket police tell us this is all still very much under investigation, and the search for the suspect is ongoing. The, the 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 family should be charged. I mean, I know that sounds ins a little insensitive, but what like what are you talking about? You leave the car running, are you, to leave that amount of time? First of all, you're not supposed to leave a child alone in a car, and if you are going to leave a child alone in a car, which you're not supposed to do anyway, at the very least, it, I I know maybe he'd say well because the air conditioning, but it wasn't really hot on Saturday night. But I, this, I still want to go through the timeline because there was a, there was a gap of time before they actually notified the public. You know, who knows, folks? This is also part of the problem. You, like, what's the name of the child? Now, I'm not trying to be mean, and obviously, like everyone else, you're just relieved that the little infant is unharmed and in return. But what kind of mindset? What is going on with these parents? You leave a car running. Are you in that much of a hurry? Where where are you going? That you're in that much of a hurry? First of all, you're not supposed to leave an infant alone in a car. That's number one. Number two, if you're going to, you certainly don't leave the car running. Oh, I was just running in for a minute. That was all that person needed was they see a car running and then they jump in. You know, not long ago, there was someone and there was a, a, a video that showed this woman that ran into a store. This happened, actually, I think it happened in Woonsocket. And then suddenly, right in the picture, it was almost like a shark entering, you suddenly see someone emerged who saw exactly that. Someone leave and run into the store with the car running. They looked to see if the car's running. The person walked across the street, didn't see anyone in the driver's side or in the passenger side, and leapt in the car and drove away, and then didn't realize that there was, in fact, a child in the car. You know what's amazing is even the, the uh, car thieves, even they you know, are thinking, you know, well, I'm sure they don't have like an infant in the back seat, but they do. Something should be done. I think something should be done. I think there should be a tougher penalty. But last night, folks, so you have that story and then you have a shooting last night. And Mayor Lorza just comes out with the more. It's about the guns. It's not about the guns. It's about gangs. It's about policing. Uh, they need more police. They need more police on the streets. There's a lot of things. This is not the fault of the police. They're playing catch up after that. But Mayor Lorza just the same thing of now he's saying the shootings are more deadly. Well, they're more targeted. They're more targeted. So when someone is purposely going to shoot someone, they're making sure that they're going to 
get that person. And last night, I don't know what, what happened, but again, if you missed it, we're on scene for the live stream. I was there over two hours and, um, <clears throat> you can see the footage, but this should be, this should also be more of like, let's, you got to be a better citizen and talk to the police and communicate with the police and let's all pick up all the litter. I still can never get over all the litter that's in some of the neighborhoods and, uh, and those people and they're used to hearing certain gunshots and it's loud and there's music playing. It is like a full circus. And on Sundays, you know, in certain parts of the neighborhood, the Sunday is the day. I mean, they, they go to church, then they have a big uh, meal and then they have music late into the night. No one must work on Monday because, or whatever it is, but they, they, uh, they, they gather and Sunday night is their night. It's not Saturday night and it's not Friday night. It is Sunday night. All right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Calvino. Call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com, where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, 401 401- 785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com You're listening to the John DePietro Show AM 1380 99.9 FM. As you know, critical race theory, we've talked about it quite a bit. We've also interviewed Nicole Solis. Folks, it continues to be an issue that is a battleground. Parents speaking up, demanding more answers about what's being taught in the classroom. Someone, uh, an organization that has now joined forces with Nicole Solis of South Kingstown is the Goldwater Institute. And joining us right now from the Goldwater Institute is John Riches. John, it's John DiPietro. Thank you for joining us on the program. Hey, thanks for having me on, John. Talk a little bit, if you don't mind, um, how is it that the Goldwater Institute, uh, in, and I'm so glad that you have, but have decided to um, to join forces and basically support, and uh, you are the, I understand, the chief litigator, but uh, support Nicole Solis in the treatment she received from the South Kingstown School Committee. Sure. 
So we saw news reports of, of what was going on, her request to get public information, and then what really caught our eye is when the school board threatened to sue Nicole for exercising her right to, to receive public information about what her daughter was learning. Um, we actually had a case several years ago in Arizona where a very similar thing happened to some parents that were trying to get information from their school district. Rather than provide the public information, the school district turned around and sued the parents. We represented them in the trial court and up to the court of appeals and got the lawsuit against the parents dismissed and um, uh, got, got attorney's fees awarded against the district because it's it's pretty clear that you know public information is public information. The presumption is it's available uh, for, for, for public inspection, particularly about an area as important as our kids' education. So we found it pretty offensive that when a parent was just trying to figure out what their daughter was trying to learn uh, to, to be threatened and harassed by the school district in this way so that that's um, that's what got our interest we reached out to nicole and uh, and uh, have been able to represent her on her uh, latest records request folks again we're speaking with john riches of the goldwater institute regarding nicole solace of south kingstown you know john there was um what's so uh, ironic about the story is she she was following the exact procedure that they told her to follow they're the ones that uh instead of calling someone in okay let's meet come in for whatever it is half hour 45 minutes take her to give her a tour try to answer her questions i mean they immediately threw down the gauntlet and then basically that's intimidation trying to threaten to sue her putting it on the agenda all and and she was following exactly the dictate that they stood forward yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, rather than just simply maybe answer a conscientious parent's questions, they they told Nicole, go through the formal public records process, submit these formal requests. And then when she did, as you say, exactly what they asked her to do, they turned around and threatened to sue her. So um, it's really, you know, at this point, it, it's just it appears to be obstructionist, um, either provide the information uh, and do it quickly or provide a compelling reason why you can't uh but what we shouldn't do is keep parents in the dark or or threaten them for seeking public information from a legal standpoint was the uh, the defining line kind of when they when they put her name in the agenda all of this could have been handled kind of off to the side or just in the background but to put her name on the agenda and and talk about an intimidation tactic we're going to be meeting to discuss whether or not we're going to sue this person that that is very damaging now everyone knows of her in the community you know let's let's face it if you hear that a school committee which you know people regard a certain way uh on the side of children and education that they're threatening to sue someone that that's just the mere threat of that is damaging in itself i, I think that's a, that's a really good point and that that is definitely the most shocking component of what the district has done to date but you know the reason we also got involved is because they still, the district still, they provided incomplete responsive. They've, they've provided non-responsive responsive. They really haven't given Nicole um, the bulk of the materials that she's been seeking. So we're, we're going we're gonna to get answers to these, these questions one way or the other, and, and that's what we're pursuing right now. Folks, again, we're speaking from the Goldwater Institute. It's John Riches. They are jumped in, and they're going to be working with and supporting South Kingstown mom, Nicole Solis. And, John, it's, it's amazing. Uh, critical race theory you know they've tried all different types of ways locally they were even trying to you know uh pretend or deny that they were even teaching it but they they wouldn't provide the information and now we find out it, this is a a real calculated effort led by randy weingarten and the teachers unions that they're forget about trying to get extra pay or hours and benefits they're going to the mat on critical race theory yeah you know it's a really sad um, statement on many of the uh, public sector government teachers unions out there it's pretty clear that for for uh, most of them uh, our children's education is not their top priority instead it's um it's trying to advance a political agenda trying to uh indoctrinate young children um or trying to pursue the union's own private interest rather than those of um, the kids that you know teachers are supposed to be educating and that's that's obviously not a comment on the teachers themselves but of the very politically active politically motivated unions that try to uh, that try to uh, control the narrative again touching on nicole solace uh which which your thought or reaction of the goldwater institute that the school committee they actually hired a public relations firm to walk them through how they could start to push back and attack nicole 
because her story you know was written up in legal insurrection which is a very popular blog deals with legal issues the fact that they were threatening to sue her fit the category for that then she appeared on fox and friends after she appeared on fox and friends tucker carlson's people saw that it's a unique story a young mother threatening to be sued by a school committee but they actually hired a pr firm to come up with talking points on how to attack uh nicole solace you know there's some real simple questions for the board i mean why why are they doing why are they trying to keep parents in the dark about what their kids are learning why aren't why don't they just answer simple questions yeah, and why are they going to these extraordinary lengths, one, to try and intimidate a parent for finding out what her child is going to learn, then to hire a PR firm and to, to take all these other pretty extraordinary steps rather than just provide the public information the public has a right to know. What are you teaching our kids? It's, it's frankly not that difficult, but they, they're certainly making it um, difficult and in ways that are, that are very strange. You know, what's interesting, John, is now Nicole, her daughter, I believe, is going to be going into kindergarten. And, you know, to be honest with you, and, and not, maybe not everyone will say this, but uh, their name now is branded a certain way in South Kingstown. It's it's unfortunate that there will be some parents that if they heard that her daughter, you know, is maybe going to come over for a play date, might think it twice, they're going to look at them a certain way. Uh, the water has definitely been tainted by the school committee and i i think that was actually part of it was to make an example of her that's the way the really the way they wanted to operate let's make an example out of her in case there's anyone behind her that wants to try to you know move with this way they don't like pushback they don't like being questioned but i i think someone's being naive if they say that uh for, for better or worse but her her name is definitely and and of no fault of her own but it's tainted in the south kingstown area you know, oftentimes we see, you know, government agencies, government actors, where they use the process as the punishment. And um, I think you're right in some ways. The way the, the the board has been behaving in this way has been an attempt to, um, you know, as as you say, taint taint the water, um, and and that's just truly really reprehensible. I mean, this is just it's really really an easy issue. If you believe in open and transparent government, um, especially when it comes to our kids' education, you believe parents have a right to know this, the public has a right to know this, and for um, for the board to have gone to, to these lengths is, is pretty extraordinary and disappointing. And I, I just want to be very clear for the listeners. I, I think the world of Nicole, I respect her. Uh, what her and her family has been through is completely unnecessary. There's a lot of people that have reached out to support her. She's brought change. The, uh, the superintendent resigned over another matter. The head of the school committee resigned over this matter. She's definitely brought change. But at the same time, she was dragged into a public battle of no fault of her own. Uh, and it's it's difficult to put you know, the toothpaste back in the tube. Even though she was in the right, even though she didn't do anything wrong. What is the next step here? Will there be... Uh, some form of a, a legal action against the South Kingstown School Committee? It's, so we have submitted a new uh, records request that tries, um, that uh, seeks public information. Nicole's been seeking in, in many cases all along. The board has 10 days from when we submitted it last week to respond um, if they uh, deny it or if they provide in partial or incomplete responses, we have the opportunity at that point to file a complaint with the attorney general or to take the case directly um, to the trial court to compel production of the records. Folks, again, he's John Riches of the uh, Goldwater Institute regarding critical race theory and Nicole Salas. John, great job. Very glad to hear the Goldwater Institute stepping up. It is a terrific case. Uh, be well, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks so much for having me on, John. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service, 
and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer called jkl engineering right now remember they do it right they do it right the first time they'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool call jkl 401-351-7600 remember jkl engineering licensed in rhode island and massachusetts a carrier factory authorized dealer it's jkl call them 401-351-7600 this summer stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey Speech Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that, and I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blame it all on his ribs. Born a blue-blooded snoot. His birth was a black tie fan. It's all who you know. Like Claus von Bülow, he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Bailey's, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain. He likes clubs with white faces, with the lead waspy crowds, where for decades kept the Jews away. And BLF cannot stay. Well, he's not big on diverse faces. Bailey's Beach Club is his own. Likes the clubs with white faces. Ah, yeah. Do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have the marks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all white, wealthy club again in this day and age? Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal-coating patios, get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans 
than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 401- 732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Listening to the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, the big day has arrived. VP Harris headed to the border. Joining us right now, we've spoken to him in the past. He's terrific. Wrote a great piece about this. Does Harris know where the crisis is? Is from, from the GOP, it's Tommy Piggott. Tommy, what is, um, let's first talk about, I love your piece. Does Harris even know where the crisis is? Yeah, well, I think the big thing that even Democrats are saying is that she's not headed to where the heart of the crisis is. So she's to El Paso, which is a politically friendly district. And that's the Rio Grande Valley, where you have 128% more border apprehensions in May than in El Paso. So the real question is, is a drop in borders are enough is someone that spends three months avoiding the border and then decides finally to head there but avoid the heart of the crisis is that enough and i think it's not and even democrats are saying it tommy how much do you think of uh vice president harris going to the border how much do you think it's motivated by the fact that president trump and some other members of the republican party are headed there for next wednesday well, I think a big part of it is the attention that Republicans are bringing to it. I mean, she did not want to go to the border, as evidenced by the fact that she didn't go. So I think the more that Republicans draw attention to this, the more Harris has to address it. But it's not just Republicans. It's people living in these communities. It's even Democrats. So I think a lot of this pressure is all culminating in the fact that she has to go to the border and has to address it because it has real consequences for Americans living there. Folks, again, we're speaking with Tommy Piggott, who is the rapid response director for the Republican Party. Tommy, if you don't mind, I I just I still don't think people fully understand how things have exploded at the border the past few months, Uh, whether they like it or not. It's it's the Biden administration. They own this. I think it was very telling when uh, the vice president Harris was in Guatemala and he said it was the family reunification that really you know was driving so many people coming over but um it, people hear the board is difficult but then other stories bubble to the surface but it is it is absolutely inundated and it's getting worse now that the warm summer months are here well that's exactly it i mean you saw 180 border encounters in may that's a 21 year high but the thing is when you say 21 year high Sometimes people think it's a spike, just a recent this month, but it's been a 21-year high for the past three months. This is an ongoing crisis. Each month is getting worse and worse and worse, and they're not doing anything to solve this crisis. And it's not just the number of encounters that matters. It's also the illegal activity that's spurring it. You have a record or a historic amount of fentanyl coming over the border. Texas alone, in the first four months of 2021, uh, seized 21.5 million lethal doses of fentanyl at the border. That's just Texas. And that's having ramifications across the country. So it's not just the number of encounters, which is a massive problem, but it's also the criminal activity it's spurring, which you're seeing in huge numbers drug smuggling, human trafficking all across the border, but also in communities across this nation. Now, Tommy, um, talk a little bit. What, what exactly is, do you think is she going to accomplish simply by visiting the border? And to me, it's just like a photo op. Well, that's the thing about where she's going. I mean, I think going to see where a crisis is happening is extremely important. That's one of the reasons why you know, Republicans have been going down. It's because that is important. But the thing is, like we talked about a little a little bit ago, This isn't where the crisis actually is happening. This is one of the lesser sectors when compared to the Rio Grande Valley, where you have 128% more apprehensions. So to your point, a drop-in is not enough from a border czar. 
We need someone that's actually dedicated to solving this problem. That's not going to go to the border once for a few hours in a politically friendly district, but someone that's going to go down there again and again and actually listen to the people that are suffering under their policies. And better yet, how about they change their policies in the first place, right? I mean, going down there and saying, you know, trying to gaslight your way and say, oh, we're doing great when you're not, is not nearly enough. She needs to go to the border where it's actually this crisis is actually happening. And then Biden needs to reverse his policies that created the, the crisis in the first place. Folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Tommy Piggott of the GOP. Tommy, you know, another angle is the fact that the vice president has waited. I mean, today, the big story is this building collapse in, in Miami where there there is four dead. There's 159 missing. I, I, I mean, isn't. Wouldn't that make more sense if the vice president, if they want to send her out somewhere and be where, like, kind of where the center of the news is? Her trip to the border is being overshadowed by this terrible tragedy that's unfurling where, let's let's face it, you know, they, they're trying to hope for survivors. The death count will continue to rise. This is more than 24 hours later. You still have 159 missing. And, and you know, why is she going to the border? I Don't you... Isn't her whole trip maybe going to be eclipsed by the fact of this tragedy that's unfolding in South Florida? Well, first of all, my heart goes out to families, um, and I hope that these people are found and that they're okay. Um, But it is truly a disaster, and it's devastating. And I think, to your point, it kind of goes to show – I mean, Joe Biden yesterday, for example – was speaking to the press um, and taking questions afterwards, and he forgot to even mention – the tragedy down that's there. right he, so it, it kind of shows that they're not really prioritizing the struggles the american people are facing and you know this is one of the things the president has to do is has to go down and be with people and help people and be a be a source of hope and inspiration um in times of trouble and this is just another example of where they're not doing that and for all the credit the administration tries to get the uh, media mainstream media tries to give this administration it kind of flies in the face of facts. They try to say this administration is great at empathy. They're showing no empathy right now for the people in Florida. Yeah. Um, and that's just demonstrated by the fact that Joe Biden forgot about it, literally forgot about it. That's it's a great terrible. point. That is a great point. And if anything, all right, so she's going down to the border, but you have real Americans in, in, that are suffering with this tragedy. And Tommy, also, now President Biden is going to meet with the president of Afghanistan. What if I mean, it was the vice president that basically saved him yesterday and reminded him, hey, you've got to mention the tragedy that's happening with this building collapse in Miami. Who, who's going to whisper to him today if he forgets to mention something? Well, you hope that – well, it just kind of – it does go to show to the fact that Joe Biden has been fumbling and bumbling his way through these press conferences, fumbling and bumbling his way through these meetings, and it is an embarrassment to, for himself but more importantly for the country, and it has real – impacts on policy um and then just to your earlier point about you know kamala harris's trips to the border being overshadowed honestly a borders are going to the border should not be a newsworthy event right the fact that it is it shows their astonishing failure to address this crisis shows their going back to the empathy point amazing lack of empathy for the families and the communities the border communities their amazing lack of empathy for encouraging even illegal immigrants to make this extremely dangerous journey the only people benefiting are cartels and criminal organizations yep but it goes to show that you know it's 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 biden's fumbling and bumbling is not only embarrassing for the uh blunders he makes and for the stuff he forgets but it's also having real impacts impacts on policy they're not paying attention to those impacts and consequences, and they're not adjusting course to actually solve the crises that they're creating. You know, that's an excellent point. Uh, it, sh- it should be routine and almost non-newsworthy if the VP in charge of the border crisis, if if she were going to the border frequently and oftenly, it, it would be, you know, when, when the boss finally comes into the office, he normally doesn't stop and take a photo with the receptionists and greet people like, hey, here he is. Look, he's at the I mean, it actually should be a complete non-newsworthy event that the person in charge of the border is actually visiting the border. Exactly. I mean, we don't need to drop in borders are like I was <laughs> right. saying earlier. Yeah. You know, it's like you need someone that's actually dedicated to solving this problem. And the fact that it's so newsworthy shows that she's not. And not to mention, she spent two or three days in Central America and Mexico, spending a few hours at the border, not even where the worst of the crisis is, Mm. that's not nearly enough. Um, And then ultimately, when she actually hopefully goes to where this crisis is actually happening, they need to change their policies. 
So regardless of how many photos she takes, she needs to go to where this crisis is actually happening, needs to see the impacts, actually listen to the Americans suffering under them, and then change their open borders agenda because it's not helping anyone except for the cartels and criminal organizations raking in record profits. Folks, again, he is Tommy Pickett, who is GOP Rapid Response. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, huge win in the Supreme Court on this case out of Pennsylvania. Joining us right now from the Pacific Legal, uh, the, the, the firm and also the co-author of the amicus brief, it is Daniel Ortner. Daniel, it's uh, John DePietro. Thank you for joining us and congratulations on this uh, landmark victory. Hey, John, thanks so much. Uh, it really is a big win for free speech at the U.S. Supreme Court, so really exciting decision. 
take us, if you wouldn't mind, the Pacific Legal Foundation filed an amicus brief in this case. This, folks, has to do with the, the case of the high school sophomore. Can you walk us through the case a little bit? Yeah, so this is a uh, case involving, as you mentioned, a high school sophomore who was a cheerleader who didn't make the varsity squad and was very upset. So she, as teenagers are, uh, tend to do, went on Snapchat, uh, went to a store, a convenience store and uh, with a friend and went on, a sna- on Snapchat and made a snap where she said, you know, F school, F cheer, F everything uh, with uh, gesture, appropriate gestures to go with that. Um, that was meant to disappear in 24 hours, but uh, another student saw it and brought it to uh, the coaches of the, the uh, cheerleading squad. They got mad and uh, uh, suspended her from the JV team for the rest of the year. Uh, so she sued, uh, arguing that her First Amendment rights were violated. And ultimately, the Supreme Court agreed with her that the uh, school was not allowed to punish her for this off-campus uh, snap that she made did it did it matter that and a lot of people may not be familiar with snapchat but the whole business of snapchat is it it, it doesn't stay it's temporary did yeah. did that have to factor would this have been different if it had been on a traditional social media if she had posted this on on uh, instagram or facebook yeah, you know, it, it's hard to say for sure with this. I mean, the Supreme Court decision basically sa- suggested that probably not. It probably would have come out the same way uh, because you're still off campus. You're still uh, engaging in speech that's removed from the school. Um, so the Supreme Court basically said uh, most of the time, most speech off campus will not be uh, punishable by the school with maybe some exceptions, uh, some exceptions for harassment, for bullying, for conduct that's really directed at disrupting the school. But they said most off-campus speech is not in the domain of the school. It's in the domain of the parents, it's in the domain of the student, but not the domain of the school. Now, I recognize some people may not understand the ramifications of this, but, you know, she was, in fact, you know, obviously got in trouble with, with the parents, certainly got in trouble with, with the school. Does she have any way to now take any type of action against the school for their actions? Well, so now, I mean, this, uh, I, I believe that she, I mean, the lawsuit was about um, her right, uh, the school, you know, that the, the school is wrong to punish her. I don't know in this particular case if she's also seeking some kind of damages. Uh, it's usually difficult to seek damages because of qualified immunity. So she probably is unable to seek damages in this case. Uh, probably just able to get this, uh, you know, an order from the court saying to the school, you have to not, you know, reinstate her, not punish her for her actions. So it's really forward-looking, and it really will benefit future students because this student's already uh, pretty much done. I mean, I'm uh, done uh, with school, obviously not looking to be on the, the uh, cheerleading squad anymore. So it's really for future students that this will have uh, major uh, benefits. Folks, again, we're speaking with Daniel Ortner, who's with the Pacific Legal Foundation. Daniel, what was it about this case that drew the interest of the Pacific Legal Foundation? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really important First Amendment case uh, I mean, we are all on social media all the time, and if everything we say is used against us, uh, brought brought against us, um, that is really dangerous, really stifling for free speech. So I think there's there's that concern, and there's the concern here that you know what happens is the most sensitive people get offended and uh, react to it, and you know in this case even bring that you know it's, we call it a snitch culture in our amicus brief. They find things people have said that upset them, they bring it to the attention of the school. So that culture is really dangerous for free speech because free speech is about difficult ideas, unpopular ideas, having room to be expressed. And the culture we're developing uh, with canceling uh, people for uh, you know the, anything they said in the past that's controversial is really damaging to, uh, to the values of the First Amendment. And so that's really what drew us to this case. Uh, and it's an important U.S. Supreme Court case on, on student speech. They haven't spoken on this topic in decades, and it's a really big win uh, for students. So we're, you know, this case attracted us for that reason as well. You know, Daniel, it's also an interesting case because, you know, years ago, there was no such thing as Snapchat. So it is new yeah. and developing, and the courts and the schools and everyone needs to keep up on the fact of she whether the, the school may not have liked it, but she absolutely had the right to express yeah. her views on that on that medium platform. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the implications of, of a decision going the other way are really uh, scary, I think, which is that students 24-7 are subject to school discipline for anything they say because everyone's on social media all the time now. So anything you say 
uh, could result in discipline. And so it would be constantly censoring yourself, worrying about what the school's going to do. And that's not healthy for, for teenagers who need to need outlets to express themselves. Uh, it's not healthy for free speech. You know, uh, the Supreme Court said something that I really liked, which is that schools are meant to be inc- incubators of democracy. They're meant to teach students about freedom and the First Amendment and the right to free speech. And so if schools are always in the mode of punishing speech, um, that doesn't teach students about the importance of free speech and, and respecting the viewpoint of others. Folks, again, he is with Pacific Legal uh, Foundation. It's Daniel Ortner. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's My Health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401 305 3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D E P E T R O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our... Our clothes dryer, what would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096.